this thing. I was just, just sharing that, you know what I'm saying? Do y'all understand? Do, do, do y'all see what I'm talking about? And so I was telling my wife, I said, man, folk, folk are dealing with a lot. Do you understand when people come, you, you invite people to church, they come to church, and you be like, how come they didn't come next week? Not because they didn't want to. Like, don't give them a hard time. They're, they're dealing with layers. See, you're protected by layers. You know, you send your kid out. Now, it's cold outside. Need you to wear some layers, right? You're protected by layers, but they're just getting used to it, and they don't think the layers is necessary, not because they're against it. They haven't been exposed to it. They think it's going to cost them something. They're going to lose something. They don't know it's a game. So a lot of times, they, they, they're like, oh, I, oh, my God. Oh, thank you for inviting me, this, that, and the other. But then now... The adversary go, uh-oh. Uh, there's a breach. There's a breach. Some, uh, 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 sector one, someone is trying to break out. Sector one, flooded with layers. And, and so now they came and they got flooded with layers. So by the time the next Sunday come, they so weighed down, they're like, they don't know what to do. They can't get out of bed. But it's not like they don't want to come. That's why one of the members of the church was talking to somebody. I was, I was picking with the person because I was there. And they were inviting them to church. And James was there too. And so they was inviting them to church. They said, yeah, uh, we have a Bible school. We got Bible study fellowship. We have a, a Wednesday service. They was hitting them with everything we do. So I was like, well, hold, let them come to church. James came and was like, let, let them get to church first. But I thought about it when, I, when my wife was talking. I said, what they were basically saying is, I need all these layers, and you're going to need all these layers. So don't just show up thinking, hey, I'm going to come Sunday. Show up and get the whole experience. Now you can better assess if this is what you need. You see what I'm saying? They were saying, no, 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 you need the all the layers. Right, so, so, I, I, so, you know, uh, next time I see a person, I'm, I, I got to apologize because I get it now. Because, see, we're dealing with all these people from across the country and mentally, like, like Sunday message, I almost, and I don't know what the Lord's going to do because I know it's Resurrection Sunday. I, I, don't, I really want to teach on renewing the mind, the spirit of the mind, because we got to get, get, get our minds back. <laughs> like, like. We're trying to do something and somebody got to hold our mind. We reflexing, defaulting. Like, and we're saying, we're lying. Do you understand that? Some of us are reflex lying. <laughs> you people out there in TV land, you should be here just to see, you can see the faces, right? Right, but what I'm saying is like, but... So, so me and Pastor Mel know, ain't nobody trying to lie. It's a default, right? We're protecting ourselves, default. Covering ourselves, default. Like, how many times, I'm going to ask y'all to just show hands. And y'all watching, y'all put your hand up so I can see it in the spirit. Show hands. How many times you committed to something and your default had you do something else? And you was like serious. Keep your hand up and you were serious. Keep your hand up. You ask yourself, now, how did I do this again? And then you, you almost feel bad, right? Like, because I told, because what, what I say, Stephanie, you know this is recorded, right? Yeah, that's my line now, right? You know this is recorded. And, and, and y'all think I'm playing, you know, as Lord shifts resources, one of the full-time people is going to spend their time cutting out our little uh, after things where people be sharing stuff. So we can, not, not a, it's, it's going to be your journal. It's going to be a video diary of all the things you discovered and the things you said and what you said after that. So it's going to have you up here and it's going to have you at the altar. Because you know those are sometimes two different experiences, right? <laughs> you know, in the mic, oh my God, you know, I realize what I need to do. Then the altar be like, you know, I'm just, you know, uh, I just don't know if I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Right? right? It's two different things. But it's not going to be to make you feel bad. It's going to be for you to see, hey, man, somebody's been playing with my mind. And I, and, and, hey, you know, you watch the movies with a person, use somebody else's ID to gain access 
to their computer, you know, you're going to see somebody stole your ID and gained access to your mind and actually has been operating on your behalf without your permission. That's what's been going on, man. And so when you start seeing stuff like that, you'll be like, oh, oh that's somebody else. That, I guarantee you, you'll be like, that is not me. And you're going to be like, like, okay, it is me. It looks like me. My voice. Is this Photoshop? Does somebody edit the video? Because you're almost going to be like, I don't feel that person. Because somebody else is playing with our minds. I know that's Sunday's message, but I just want to get that in here, right? Because we need to, like, like, you know, like, we need to see, man, this, this is no joke. This is, this is not fair. It's not fair, but it don't have to be fair. We just need to do what God tells us to do. We can get past the unfairness. Now, that brings us to prosperous reign, right? Because remember, it's like, it's, so wait, wait, hold on, hold on, let me, let me see. What's our definition, right? Process rain, a seemingly unfavorable condition with tremendous blessings attached. So even though it looks unfair, even though it looks insurmountable, if we embrace what God says, he's going to work things out for, for, their, for their good. You know, you think about Job's situation. Job's situation was unfair. But, but, but think about this. The prosperous reign around Job, Job actually was prosperous, Right? But there was evil all around him. The scripture said that he was, he was upright and eschewed with evil. What that meant was evil's raining down all around him. Job is still maintaining his righteousness in the midst of the evil. And then similar to what we've been talking about in the morning, similar to Joseph, he ain't knew nothing. Well, I had to take that back. He did slightly slip a little bit. <laughs> His kids started doing stuff. He started panicking, getting into fear, and started making offerings. See, the, his offerings were out of appreciation. His tithes offerings was out of appreciation. When his kids started tripping, he started offering out of fear. He started offering trying not to lose. So he's sowing fear. So that's why Job 3.25 said, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. But even though it came upon him, he still, no matter what, he wouldn't curse God. People came to him and told him to curse God. Like, look at all that's raining down on you, you Joe. Man, just curse God and die. He was like, listen, man, no, y'all don't lost y'all mind. I don't care how much rains down on me. I'm not cursing God. And the, the, the scripture says he received what? A double portion, right? So he received more because of how he handled the rain. Right now, we talked about Daniel, how he wouldn't falter in his excellence. Think about the woman with the issue of blood. What was raining down on her was sickness and disease for years. And so, so, so I taught this before in teaching on faith. The Bible says God has dealt with every man a measure of faith. And I think that that's powerful for us because if we hold on to our faith, no matter what's raining down behind us, we'll have that faith to exchange at the time of what God wanted to use us to manifest so his miracles would show up and we would have a testimony. See, we got that woman's story because she held on to her faith. Remember, it says, it says if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. But it says that she sought many physicians like people doing this time. She spent all that she had. And it said, but, but when she found out Jesus came in town and was healing folk, it said he was in the town, left the town. Because he had to go to the headquarters of the demonic activity, if you study it out. That's when he went and it was, uh, the 2,000 demons attacked him. He goes, because if you look at Jesus' process, Jesus see all this sickness, disease, and craziness raining down. He looks at it and out of compassion, it said he had compassion, he started healing folk. That wasn't his mission. He came to destroy the works of the devil. But sometimes you, you got to watch being on your mission that you look past the people that's right in front of you. So he said, let me deal with them that's right in front of me right now. But then he looked at it and said, hold on a second. See, we're doing this the wrong way. All right, we're going to have to skip some of these folk. Let's go to the headquarters, take out the root. Then he goes to take out the one with 2,000 demons. That was the headquarter, right? Right, the hierarchy. 
Then he comes back. He said, let us go back to the other side. You can read the scripture. So he's going back to the other side. That means he's already there. If he was already there and people already got healed, the news went around. People wasn't getting healed. They was just sick. Miracles wasn't happening. So the woman goes, hey, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. If he ever comes back here, I'm getting mine. And so she presses through the crowd. Every, and he said, who touched me? They was like, everybody touching you. He said, no, 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 no. Everybody didn't touch me. Not the touch I'm talking about. Somebody drew virtue out of me. And the woman said it was me. He said, he said, uh, then he said, go away and be whole. So he didn't, she didn't just get healed and she got wholeness. That means it was going to be removed from her mind. Because sometimes you can get healed, but you're not getting whole because you haven't, you haven't experienced full salvation. Salvation is wholeness. You know, you, you, you can keep playing it off of, of sickness and disease in your mind. You know that, right? So you could be temporarily healed. But when you hold, you ain't even looking for it. You can get sick again and you won't attach it to what happened before because you hold, right? You see the difference? All right, so, so, so and then I think about Mary who, I mean, think about this. The Holy Spirit comes to you and says, you're going to birth the Messiah. And even though she says, be it according to your will, how does that line up for you? What do you do now? So, Jeanette, God tells you, you're, going to re- you're responsible for the Messiah. What do you do now? You ain't got no script now. You know, you can't go to seminary school. That ain't going to help you. Because <laughs> there has not been a Messiah. And so, you got to you got to maintain a certain flow. All these years, Jesus fixing porches and stuff like that, and you still know this is the Messiah. And sometimes you're probably like, if you're the Messiah, why don't you just blink a, blink a chair? You know, like, why are you fixing chairs, bro? Like, you know, just watching how Jesus navigate through his process of preparation, showing how you could be human, right? Imagine you watching that was like, nah, this can't be the Messiah. Just like as you watch men and women of God grow, grow around you and you think how they should handle things. But what they're doing is they're learning how to, how to handle the prosperous reign, right? And, and I was thinking about this, how Jesus was chosen in the midst of, look at everything, look at everything he saw. Nothing he saw lined up with his design, who he was. You're talking about somebody that came from heaven. Like we're... We get frustrated when we see people acting a certain way. I can't believe they acting like that. But we, we're the, we were sent to help them. Why are, we, why are we complaining? Suppose Jesus did that looking at all of us. Suppose he had our attitude how we see negativity. Because everything he saw was negative. And you still fixing porches? He didn't rush. He didn't press the process. He allowed the process. And he tolerated everybody in the world that was less than him. Didn't operate in the wisdom, in the excellence, in the attention to detail, in the thoughtfulness, in the love, in the patience. Interesting. Somebody say one wrong thing to us and we lose our mind. One thing out of place, we lose our mind. Who left these dishes in here? You know, you done lost your mind because the dishes was left in there. So Jesus should lose his mind because the sin was left in there? Help me out now. They might not have cleaned the dishes, but you didn't clean the sin. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's another way of looking at it, right? Right? So, so, so he maintained, he didn't falter in his love and patience. You know, and think about his patience, never before experiencing time. Jesus never experienced time. So he had to measure things according to time. He had all the time in the world. He was in eternity. He never experienced an aging or a corrupting environment. There was nothing aging or corrupting around him. Nothing aged and nothing was corrupted, right? Never experienced death, so he didn't have to wait on the resurrection. <laughs> Look at all that, like, like 30 years behind the scenes for three and a half years of man's glory, crucifixion, 
then a resurrection, then his throne. So, so, so look at how he handled his reign, right? Endured the cross because of the glory that was set before him. And the thing is, as he endured his reign, we was talking about this in Bible study fellowship, you know, how sometimes we over trip because, well, you're supposed to be righteous. Why are you, why are you somewhat bothered? Well, the scripture said Jesus wept in a moment, but he still handled it in a godly way. His actions were a godly way, but he had compassion, right? He turned over the tables, remember? But he still handled things the right way, right? Snapped back at his parents, but he still lived out God's will and was obedient unto them, right? Remember the snapback? Don't you know I'm about my father's business? <laughs> you questioning me, questioning me, woman, <laughs> right? So, so, so... Um, During this prosperous rain, don't panic in the rain. Don't panic in the rain. You know, uh, no matter how it looks, you know, God is, God, like, like, you could be in the midst of the rain, but if you're in the shelter of God and you're being obedient to God, uh, it, it, it processed through, it's going to be processed different. We moved out here. Uh, Okay, before we moved out here, God told us we're supposed to come out here, started the process. Uh, there was a shift in, in I guess, uh, I'll, I'll just say pastoral support because um, I don't want to be negative to that because that kind of worked out. I mean, we learned a lot there. We grew a lot there. Uh, we learned excellence there. We learned our diligence there. We learned responsibility there. Uh, we gained a lot of wisdom there. We were exposed to a lot of great men of God there. So you can't throw all that away uh, uh, just because of how things played out. And it probably played out that way because that's the only way we was going to get to Charlotte, you know. Um, but so we come out to Charlotte and not in a thousand years we didn't expect to have just $1,625. You know the story. We took care of somebody's glasses, placed somebody's groceries. I think that took us about $800. And we're starting a church. No building, no people. Um, but there was a piece, and I remember we drove up to our apartment complex out there in Ayersley, and there was this overwhelming sense that came over me, and I believe my wife experienced it too, but, you know, and I said, wow, we're in a good place. And we've been confessing that uh, uh, daily ever since at 1010. Uh, we're in a good place. And, and so even though... Uh, there was a lot of things raining down to us. You know, I had to take a part-time job. I worked at Ross Stores. That's how I met Zipporah, right? And um, so I'm standing all day, you know. So, so I went from full-time ministry for 12 years to loss prevention at Ross Stores. Standing all day. Uh, didn't know I had a, a, a bulging disc that ended up going into a herniated disc. So I'm spending the whole day, and they had these poles at Ross and I would spend the whole day trying to massage out the whatever knot was in my, my hip or my lower back. You know, when I say knot, when your muscles kind of tighten up. So, so nobody was looking. I would just be trying to get that knot, like, like, like making up my own massager. I would be doing stretches. I would, I would be putting my foot on top of the pole and trying to do stretch. Like the whole day trying to figure out, like, why, is it, why am I dealing with this pain? And it just got to a point where it was excruciating. I had to go to the hospital. Um, I remember the day I said, babe, you know, I'm a soldier. I said, but I can, if I can lay down and the pain will go away or stand up and the pain will go away, pain will go away, I would do it. I said, but there's no position that I can put myself in that I'm not dealing with pain. I said, so we're going to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> and so go to the hospital and ended up with surgery. Uh, that was unexpected too. Uh, so, but... I mean, just so many different uh, things was happening around that time, but we couldn't panic. And Sabrina said something today that I want to make sure I reemphasize. She said, if we see things through God's perspective, he can turn the pain into power. He can turn the pain into power if we see things from God's perspective. So I think, you know, and, and I wrote it down because I, you know, I just think that fits when you're, in prosperous reign, you got to be looking at things through God's perspective. You know, uh, David talked about that refiner's fire the other week. 
And so, so, so in this prosperous reign, we got to have patience. The Bible says you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So God's will doesn't change because the circumstances come flooding around you. Like I, I, I listen to people over the years. I'm 60. I'll be 61 in August. And now I'm, I, my, my processor is, is I'm going to say my processor is probably at the core the same, but how I use it is different. Like, you know, I probably don't have, uh, you know, and don't get mad, but I'm going to give you the inside information. I really don't have time for games. So if you start manipulating or playing the game, I'm not going to get mad. I'm gone. Like, I could be in a room, but I'm, I done left already because you, you're playing games. I'm not going to play. I'm not, I'm not playing a game. I'm not, you know, uh, you said this and you meant that. Uh, you, you, you didn't ask. So if you didn't ask, as far as I'm concerned, it's not a request because you didn't ask. Or, or you hint it. Oh, no, we ain't dealing with hints. You know, I've told my wife before, I said, that if, 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 if they got a problem, they say something. If you go tell somebody else, you ain't talk to me. So as far as I'm concerned, it wasn't communicated. You posted on Facebook. You're assuming that everybody's looking at Facebook at the same time you're posting it? No. If you need something, say it to the person. I'm not playing. So I'm just, so as I grow. The other thing is, I'm, not, I'm watching uh, people, and I watch how they handle circumstances. Like, we confess that we're Christians. Are we going to believe through anything? See, that's not, I'm not mad at nobody. If you don't believe through it, fine. But... Uh, but but then I, this line that we're running, okay, so I'm going to tell you right now, you got to stop saying that. First of all, you can't run from God. Everywhere you go, there he is. I mean, there go God. Hey, ho, 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 ho. You've like, hey, 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 hey. How does he keep getting over there? You can't run from God. It just doesn't make sense, right? But, but we, we, we actually tell ourselves these things. And then... If you're running from God, why are you depressed? What would you be depressed about? What's depressing you? Are you not fulfilled? What you know, not running from God would fulfill you, right? So if you're running from God, that means you don't want to be fulfilled. Right? So then why are you depressed? You don't have to be depressed. You can go back to God. Am I tripping? Does that make sense? People out there, TV land. Makes sense. Okay. I, I mean, just, just what are we doing? All right. So we have need of patience after we've done the will of God, we might receive the promise, right? Now, James chapter 1 is our prosperous reign scripture because it says, count it all joy when you fall into what? Diverse temptations or different tests and trials. Count it what? Okay, y'all said something. Y'all, y'all said it, and I heard y'all emphasize it. I heard you say it. You said all, right? So count some of it joy. So no matter what's raining down on us, we should be counting it all joy. Now, the word counted joy doesn't mean it looks joyous. Doesn't mean it feels joyous. But no matter how it looks, how it feels, whatever it is, count it what? All joy. So if I count it all joy, am I depressed? Because if I'm depressed, I'm saying I believe this, the impact of the circumstances more than God. Right? So count all joy when you fall into different diverse temptations. Okay, but it didn't stop there. It says what? Knowing this. What is this that we know? The trying of our faith. Work is what? So patience has to be exercised or worked. It has to be employed, right? So let patience have its complete work that will be what? Perfect and entire. What? Lacking what? Lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. So this is saying... We got to give, you know, I, I, I did a little mini skit some years ago how you got to give patients a job. Like, patients keep trying to get a job. 
Well, we're employing fear and everybody else. Patients can't even get hired. Like, yo, can I get a job? Nah, 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 you can't get a job. Can't get a job. Nah, 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 I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm with fear. Fear's been with me for a long time. You know, I just, I'm sorry. This has been a 30-year employee. It's going to be kind of hard for you to get a job. But could we give patients a job? Let it have its perfect, complete work. Right? Now, this is, this is how we pros- get through this prosperous reign. And see, that's why Joseph's story that we're reading through in the morning, we're, we're at chapter 45, I think, in Genesis. We're reading through that story. Look at the patience. Look at all the levels of what he went through after he was told about the dream. Look at, like, do you understand the patience you have to have? We're like, okay, let me get this right. I'm in a pit. Listen, let me, right now, let me dig a hole right now that you can't climb out of in that backyard and put you in there. For five minutes. Just five minutes. Five minutes. I, I, we ain't talking about how long he was in there. Five minutes. How you going to feel? First of all, in a, a minute, you're going to be like, okay, because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if anybody's ever coming. And you can't get out. You might scream for a while. You know when the, when the elevator breaks down, people start screaming. You know, like, like, you know, or, or, or people, oh, oh, my God, we're going to die, we're going to die. Wait a minute, how did you get to death already? Like, there's a whole lot of other things that can happen, right? But that's how our mind starts working, right? Now, he goes from the pit to slavery. Let me tell you that that's a level of a pit, too, because you're going in a foreign country with the enemy, and you are a slave. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. How are they going to abuse you? Like, you don't even know how to navigate in their culture. Right? And you're, you're, you're bit better than that. Look at the patience he had to go through. Okay, then they just top it all off. They put him in jail. You locked up. Now, based on all the other things that happened, why do you think you're going to get a favorable outcome after that? <laughs> You know, you, you're probably waiting for what's going to happen next. They're going to hang me? You know, like, based on everything. But look at the patience. Look at how he still did not falter. Look at how he counted it all joy and kept rising to the top. Kept rising to the top. Why are we rising to the top at the job? Why are we rising to the top in our households? Why are we rising to the top in all these circumstances coming out of us? Because we ain't counted all joy. It's how we're processing it. Does that make sense? Now, now I was thinking about this. Let's go to Genesis 26. Because this is a good, prosperous reign scripture in how we process. Because Joseph's whole process was a result of something, right? And it was a result of, uh, like, like Joseph's whole thing was, a result of a dream, and in this dream there will be famine. That, that was going to be the prosperous reign, the unfavorable circumstance, right? And Joseph uh, uh, spoke that Pharaoh basically, the reign that was coming on the famine was, gonna, was where he was going to prosper, right, if he handled it right. And so as uh, Sabrina was saying the other week, uh, I guess one of the versions, he was like, when he told him he was going to interpret the dream, he said, and he was going to be happy. You know, he was, it was something that was going to, even though he was going to tell him about something bad, it was something that was going to be pleasurable to him if he handled it right. Now, you, you got this guy come out of prison from another country telling you this is what the dream means and this is what you need to do. So one or two things, he's like, man, please. Or you can actually take him serious and do what he tells you to do. So they end up prospering in a time of famine. But that's not the first time somebody prospered in a time of famine. Let's look here in Genesis 26, verse 12. So this famine is the unfavorable circumstances, and this is, where the, this is the prosperous reign, and it's how we handle it. This is what we're talking about. It's how we handle it. Uh, so then Isaac sold in that land. This was a time of famine. And received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. It says he sold in that land. Uh, 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 verse 1 says, and there was a famine in the land. 
besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. So he sold in the time of famine. He gave what he had. He didn't hold on and panic. I don't know when everything's going to run out. He still operated in God's principle of obedience regardless of the circumstances. Me and my wife had a conversation because the Lord told us to do something for someone here. And I got caught up, distracted or whatever. But she at the same time, the Lord moved on her heart. Like, when are we going to do such and such? And then I brought it up. I said, well, the Lord is getting on me. We got to do that regardless of the circumstances. We have to be obedient. There's things that we do, and, and see, people's mind, that's why everybody doesn't have the position of making the choices, because they go, well, why would you do that? Because they're, they're not thinking about God. Why would you move to Charlotte? The circumstances are better here. You see what I'm saying? Because everybody's not processing in the same way. Why would you go somewhere? It's famine for you. You only got $1,625. Why would you? That makes no sense. But see, it makes a lot of sense if you process things right. Look, he sold in the time of famine. It says he received a hundredfold. In a famine. Yeah, I did read that, right? See, Proverbs 16, 7 says this. When a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies will be at peace with him. So enemies could be reigning all, all around you. But if your ways please the Lord... God will flip the enemies to help you. Think about it. Pharaoh put, made Joseph governor and gave him responsibility. Uh, what, what was read this morning? He was, uh, one of the versions said he was like a father to Pharaoh. So Pharaoh was like, what you think I should do? <laughs> like, you, like a son goes to a father. Th th these are supposed to be the enemy. Remember when David was running? And uh, the Philistines was helping David. <laughs> go back. Did you go back and read through as he was processed, uh, traveling through? The Philistines was helping David. See, he'll use his enemies. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How did they prosper? These, these are the people that, that took them captive. Read the story. They're captives. I.e., they're slaves. And Daniel is the top president over all the people that wasn't even slaves. That's why they was trying to get Daniel in trouble. It's like, how does dude get like, he a slave. He ain't even one of us. But if your ways please the Lord in the midst of your prosperous reign, even your enemies, even your debt, even the people trying to sabotage your job, the people sabotaging your job will either, they'll give you a promotion. But sometimes we're, our ways aren't pleasing the Lord, so we're magnifying it. When we're actually supposed to respond a certain way. Uh, that was Proverbs 16, 7, right? Let's go, let's go to Proverbs 16 because I want to read another scripture there. So, so, again, we're talking about prosperous reign, but this is if we respond right. Uh, and I think I have this written. Uh, I'm going to share something that Trina shared this week that fits right in here. Okay, so my page is torn at that scripture. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, that's cool. Not a problem. <laughs> no, 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 I got it. I got it. It's Proverbs 1620. He that handled... Uh, 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 God had me put it in here, so he knew my papers was going to be torn. Uh, so, but, I, but I'm thinking this is the King James Version, since I can't read it. He that handleth the matter wisely, Proverbs 16, 20, shall find good. And whosoever trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. This is the point here. He to what? Handleth the matter what? Wisely shall find good no matter what's raining on around them. So it's not what's, what's raining on you, it's how you're handling it. And that's how you find good. And, and then he, he broke it down after the colon, what is handling it wisely? Whosoever trusted in the Lord, happy is he. Regardless of what's raining down around you. 
We got to trust the Lord. And uh, so how do we show that we trust the Lord? And uh, Trina was talking about this, and she was, she paralleled Isaac to Cain this week. And she was saying how, so she was saying that, okay, so when Abraham was taking, taking Isaac up, he was taking, uh, taking him up to, um, to uh, for the sacrifice. Yeah, and so Isaac's like, okay, I know how this works. Been around you for a while. We got everything but the sacrifice. <laughs> there ain't no land. And Abraham said God will provide. But Trina was saying that Isaac didn't flinch. His countenance didn't change. He rolling with his dad, knowing they had a sacrifice. And then we know he got, he got roped up. Y- y'all know that, right? Okay, how many of y'all going to let somebody rope y'all up? And you know you're going for a sacrifice. And you're just going to be like, Dad, just make that knot a little tighter. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Make, get my feet together to get my ankles. Did you get my ankles? It's cool. Now, now how do you want me to lay down? That's, that's what you're doing? But Trina was saying that's what Isaac did. Isaac pretty much like, is this good? Nothing changed. But she said she used uh, Cain because God asked Cain, why was your countenance falling? Why are you not handling the matter the right way? Yeah, there's some things raining, around, raining down on you because basically you didn't give me your best. So why don't you handle it right? Ask, what do I need to do? You don't even have to ask me. Ask Abel what he did, <laughs> right? Instead of his countenance dropped, he, he, he immediately went to playing a victim. He immediately went to crying. So somebody could, 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 oh, he didn't handle the matter right. He didn't trust God. Those things aren't saying when you trust God. Those things are saying I trust the circumstances. You see that? So that's why we read what? Counted what? All joy, right? That lines right up with uh, what Trina was sharing this week, Right? And I was thinking about this when she was talking about it. Abraham was walking into uncertainty. He's going to offer his son that he believed God for. Isaac was walking into uncertainty on Abraham's faith. (laughs) Do you understand this right now? Abraham's walking into uncertainty based on what God told him. Isaac is following him, not flinching based on Abraham's faith. Whatever God told you, I'm just going to roll with you. Can we do that? (laughs) See, that's handling the matter wisely. That person is happy. Right? (laughs) Look, look. We we have these examples all over the Bible of how people handle their prosperous reign. Through all that was raining down Jesus, what does the scripture say? When, When the rain got thick, when it got crazier, it said what? He uttered not a word. How many of us who has all wisdom that Jesus got is uttering not a word? It's not trying to break, break down uh, Pontius Pilate, the fact, oh, oh, so y'all got me twisted. I, I, he's the most wise person in the room. Uh, with, with, with James, he was the smartest person in the room, right? But he said he uttered not a word. He allowed the rain. How many of us just allow it? Because we have the, the voice. See, he knew if I open my mouth, this is going to play out different. It said he uttered not a word. He came as a lamb dumb. As dumb, knowing all things. We are dumb, but come like we know everything. In comparison to Christ, okay? And some of y'all, I'm not dumb. You know what my IQ is? <laughs> right? I right, so my wife gave me this. Uh, a young lady, Vernita Lambert, had posted this. I thought it was totally fitting in this pocket here. It said, God doesn't always steal the storm around you. Sometimes he steals the storm raging in you. Do not faint, but persevere. 
God has strengthened you in areas that you cannot see right now, but know that God is working. You and God will get through this together just like you always do. Trust God, which we just talked about. Everything will be all right. He does all things well, right? So he may not steal the storm around you. Sometimes the storm is in you. It's how you're seeing the rain. Remember, we talked about the difference between sparrows and the eagles. So I think about this. Would some of us have been in the wilderness and ever got to experience manna? Because you got to believe. Or would we just die in the wilderness? See, so um, there's a song. Uh, it's, it's been a, a constant theme in my life. It's on my playlist. I told you got a vision playlist. Um, it's by the wine. It's called Straight My Life Out Again. Uh, when I first heard that song, and I bought the album. I was, I was actually in a club. And I heard this song, is uh, Let My People Go. Um, and, you know, I've told the story before. There was, you know, like I was at a major club. They're mixing a the light show. And I heard thunder. <laughs> Boom. Then I heard the voice of God. I am the Father. I'm like, okay, what's going on in here? Because I wasn't. BC days. I'm like, I wasn't. I was on controlled substance. I'm like, what's going on? I was like, he done found me in a club. <laughs> you know? So I really was kind of frightened in a way. And I heard the voice of God, then they kicked in the song, let my people go, right? And so, but, you know, so the song just kept ringing in my head. So I spent like $300 a week on music. So I go out and buy the album. I'm thinking of some new group called The Winings, because I never heard of them. And I get the album, and uh, uh, that, uh, that song was on there, Let My People Go. I Follow Where You Leave was on there, but Straight My Life Out Again. That changed my life. I played that song over and over. It said, uh, said you... You can make the crooked straight in the middle of a desert. You can spring a well. All I'm asking you to do is straighten my life out again, <laughs> right? And, and it's, it's more to it than that. Um, I'm supposed to bring that too. I keep forgetting. I'm supposed to bring that song. Um, but but that that listen. Matter of fact, if you can find that song, that'd be good. The wine is straighten my life out again. Um, but that. When, when I think about that, I think about the prosperous rain because in the middle of everything that was raining down, God sent that song. And that song was basically saying, in the middle of a desert, you could spring a well. You said you could make the crooked straight. So no matter what the circumstances is, if God's there, they're not how they see. That's the thing. It's God's there. So we have to stay locked into that. Uh, um, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about the children of Israel as they were processing through all they went through. Psalm 105, uh, I don't know if this is the whole thing, but when you get time, you read 24 through 37. But I'm going to read uh, this section. Uh, and it says, uh, and he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their hearts to hate his people, to deal subtly, subtly, subtly uh, with his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They showed, they showed his signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark. They rebelled not against his word. And they rebelled not against his word. He turned their waters into blood. He slew, he slew their fish. Their land brought forth frogs in abundance. In the chambers of their kings, uh, brought frogs in abundance in the chambers of their kings. He spake, and there came diverse sorts of flies and lice in their coats. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in the land. He smote their vines also in their fig trees. He brake their tree, the trees of their coast. He spake, and the locusts came, and the caterpillars. And that without number. He did eat up all the herbs in, the, in their land and devoured the fruit of their ground. He smote also the firstborn of the land, the chief of all their strength. He brought them forth with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, it's Psalm 105, 24 through 37. Um, I don't know if that's the whole thing or if that's a part of it. 
but it ends with, and there was not one feeble among uh, the person among their tribe. I thought I said 24 through 37. I did? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably how I said it. Well, the interesting thing is, look at all that was raining. See, see, we look at what was happening, but you know the children of Israel, there was the whole time, they were there the whole time. So when this locusts and stuff is happening, and, and, the, and the hail is coming down, all these plagues, you see, they were there. <laughs> they were there when all that was happening. It wasn't like it was happening and they weren't there, like they removed them to another side of the town or something. No, it didn't happen to them. Right, and, and the end of that says, he brought them forth with silver and gold. In the midst of all this that was raining down, on, raining down around them, it says, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. So through all this process, you know, as they came through the wilderness and everything, it was like nobody feeble in the midst of all this that was raining down. All these plagues rained down. Yet God's children that believed on him was preserved. You know, some of his children didn't place the blood on the doorpost because they didn't believe. You know, some of the Egyptians did, <laughs> right? So, so the angel of death came and took out all types of folk. But some people had that blood. All, death was rained down and they had that blood. You know, that's why it's, it's just how we process things. You know, Paul said, lest I should be exalted through the abundance of revelation, it was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. He said, I besought the Lord thrice in the midst of everything that was raining down on him. He said, the Lord says, my grace is sufficient in your time of weakness, I'm strong. So then he said this, therefore, our glory and infirmities and necessities and distresses. He says, when I'm weak, I'm strong. He says, I'm glorying in the rain. Because worst case scenario is going to remove my flesh to release what's in my spirit. Right? And so we can't fault in the rain. You know, that, that's, that's, that's kind of what happened um, with the prodigal son at the house. He, he, he choked and wanted to leave instead of embracing what he needed to do. So he had to go out there in the world and lose everything to come to himself and to realize I'm going to go back and be a servant. When he, all he had to do was be under tutors and governors to the point in time of the father at the house. But he, he kind of choked in the midst of, of the circumstances that was raining down. That's what the Bible says, we're under tutors and governors to the point in time of the father. It says the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Right? I read this, to really know uh, a person in the palace is not easy. But in trial, they are clearly revealed. Uh, Watchman Nee said that. To really know a person in the palace is not easy. Because when a person is in favorable positions, it's kind of really hard to assess who they are. But in trial, they are clearly revealed. So that's why God allows the prosperous reign, because it reveals who really trusts him. We can say it this way, to really know a person in the sunshine is not easy, but in the rain they are clearly revealed. So God is saying, I could have fixed it in that place. Why were you running away? I could have fixed it right where you was at, right in the midst of the rain. It says, uh, BB ones, right in the midst of the rain in the midst of the rain, right? So I could have fixed it right there. And so uh, Isaiah 4, 6 says this, and, and there shall be a tabernacle for, for a shadow. Isaiah 4, 6. I know I'm going a little fast, so I want to uh, close out here. It says, and there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge and for a covert from the storm and from rain. It's basically saying, like, 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 I got you covered no matter what is happening around you. These storms, these rains place a demand on us to stand. You know, standing breaks our will to release what's in our spirit. 
You know, so even when Paul said, I'm pressed on every side, but, just, but yet not distressed. In 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 8 through 10. All those things help us to, uh, these, these storms, these rains help us to navigate. And it really forges who we need to be solid in our inner man. Who we need to be for God to, to get us where we're going. So, so um, now as, as we've been meditating on this prosperous reign, I, God is waiting for us to trust him regardless of what the circumstances is. Believe him regardless of what it looks like. Believe him through, not run around it. Right, and we'll find ourselves uh, when we learn to count it all joy. Uh, now we can, you know, uh, me and my wife was just talking about, you know, growing through some of the different stages to get to this point and what it's facilitated or what it's forged in our life. Uh, patience, understanding, you relate to people. You don't look down on people. Um, you know, I was having a conversation this week and I was like, so now, my job is to guide, to assess, to speak the truth and love, to yield to the Holy Spirit, uh, not necessarily to pacify all the time. But at no time I'm like, man, what's wrong with you? Because everybody goes through a process. Uh, the song by, uh, that I've been quoting for years by Larnell Harris, I Choose Joy, said God wants to know, what are you doing under there? Like, why are you running from the very thing that's going to grow you, flourish you, strengthen you? You know, we got to get to a place where we're not, where we've grown beyond our, our, um, our adolescence. And in our adolescence, we, we, we try to save face. We've run. Uh, sometimes we're still trying to be spoiled like we used to be spoiled. We're still trying to be baby like we used to be baby. We're still uh, pouting. We're still throwing tinter tantrums. Temp temper, I said tinter. Temper tantrums. Like, like I'm saying this respectfully, but we are still doing these things. If we, if we sit back and ask God, God will show us we're still, we're still lying. Like we're still deceptive. We're still um, manipulating our words. You know, we, we're not, you know, how... You know, your friends ask you something, and you're not really answering the question. You know, but you, you answer something that was a truth, but you still never answer the question. Why do we go through all that? Because we still haven't grown up to handle things. We grow through handling things, not grow through running, complaining, excusing. We, so, so we have to, we, we, we have to really stretch ourselves now to really mature. Sometimes we've checked out. I was talking to somebody, their, their, their household was struggling with finances, and the person said, well, you know, I thought we were doing such and such. And, 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 and it's somewhat, they didn't say this, but that could be communicated like, man, I would, if I'd have known, well, we're grown now. We're supposed to know. Like we can't just pretend things away. It just doesn't happen that way. We actually have to take responsibility and we have to mature. And so God allows the rain because it's not a, you think these things we're going through is a punishment, but it's a strength. This resistance is a strength. And we look up, you know, time moves faster when you're running. Let me tell you. This is what I mean. Like, we think we got time. When you're in God's will, it seems like you got all the time in the world. When we're in the presence of God, service, like, you don't really look at time the same way. When you're outside of the presence of God, you're dealing with urgency and fear. And you look up and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I don't have this. Oh, oh, oh what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because you're outside of the will of God. And you think you have more time than you do. Some of us done looked up. I'm not going to do I was about to do a show of hands. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but if you looked up, 10 years done went by quick. I mean, just like, but think of what you was thinking about 10 years ago. And what you were saying you were going to do 10 years ago. 
10 years done gone by. Now, would you tolerate anybody in your life taking 10 years to do anything? Think about this. You, there's, there's people in your life, you want them to shape up or ship out or whatever or make these adjustments. Would you tolerate them saying, cool, I got you covered, just give me 10 years? As soon as you hear that, what's your thought? <laughs> he said, gone. You, you done lost your mind. 10 years? But guess what? That's what we've been doing with God. Now, you know, as I said, 10 years, I'm being nice. Because some of us has been much longer than 10 years. I just used 10. I'm just being nice. So, what makes you think it's not going to take another 10? If you're doing the same thing. Or another 20, because you're doing the same thing. Do you think you're going to change because you feel like it? Because you felt like it was going to change 10 years ago. We got to do things different. And so that's why God has been trying to get us to renew the spirit of our mind, try to shift how we handle the rain and how we look at the rain, right? Because we haven't been handling it right, right? We really got to grow up, like seriously. We, 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 we have to grow up at a whole nother level because otherwise 10 years are going to go by and respectfully, like, I remember God turned him over to a reprobate mind. I don't know if I want to go to that extreme, but at a certain point, you got to live out the consequences of your choices. But that's not even a punishment. That's like, okay, so you ain't going to change till you feel this. And so, so sometimes we're overconfident because we're not feeling it yet. But do you, do you think God's some type of joke? But we're treating like God like a joke. Like, okay, we're treating God like we're we, we getting over. Now, we're not saying I'm getting over. But no, honestly, if you knew the consequences, you would change right now. Right now. But you almost plan it like, Man, God, you know, he cool. He loved me. He cool. Yes, he loves you, and he's cool enough to let you feel the consequences of your choices so you change because he's, he's offered you the advanced information, the wisdom and the insight. He's given you the patience. He's given you the tolerance. He's given you the grace. So I'm not God, but I'm going to tell you how I operate. You can have everything Everything we have to offer, you can have it. When it gets to a point, if I'm going, you feel it now. I don't even feel guilty. You can tell me anything you want. You know why? Because I've given everything. I'm not looking back on my life. My wife will tell you this. I've told her, I'm not looking back on my life. I'm not looking back on my life because even the dumb situations, I gave my all to it. I'm, like, ask her. I don't spend a whole lot of time. Maybe I could have done this in this relationship. Nope. Because I purposely would give my all so when I'm done, I'm done. I don't, that lesson, I, I don't have no regrets. You know, well, I probably could have gave more of myself to this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. I don't have no regrets about basketball. I gave my all. I mean, obviously I could have lived for God. We know that. You know, there was times I wasn't living for God. That's probably messed up the whole thing. You know, but guess what? I changed that. <laughs> I'm living for God. I'm going to give my all to the kingdom. I'm going to give my all to what God told me to do. I'm going to give my all to this church. I'm going to give my all to the people. So when we get to a place when God, is, when God makes a shift and some people are not in the shift, I won't even feel bad because everybody had every opportunity. All advanced information, were no secrets. We don't have a church where there's secrets, there's mysteries. There's some stuff that are not necessarily mysteries, you, you're told when, when it's time for you to get it. But I'm talking about overall, I don't have no secrets. You can ask me anything. What you do? How you do this? How you study that? People around here got my outlines. They got, they got, <laughs> James will tell you, I got a template for everything. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't, I got all types of stuff. He said, Pastor, just give me the stuff and let me organize it. But I keep everything. And it's no secrets. So, 
You don't have to worry about me going, man, I probably could have been more mindful of such and such. Well, maybe I could have. I'm doing one-on-one. We're doing one-on-ones with all types of people and one-on-twos and two-on-sevens. And like, like, you know, you can take that for granted, but everybody's not doing that. They riding out, you know, they, they, they're building their brand or their careers and, you know, hey, man, man, it ain't nothing, no career or no brand without, the, without y'all. So play around if you want to. Time will go by and, hey, don't be looking at me. I, I'll be like, hey, <laughs> what, what's the message? You've been told. <laughs> Like, you've been told, don't, hey, hey like, you've been told, like, you've been told, you've been given grace, you've been getting inside information, and I've shared, I've shared some people who stuff, like, we ain't having this conversation no more. For a reason, I know what God's doing, because there's levels to this. As we get to the people that are in class, oh, the, uh, the spiritual authority's been wonderful? Oh, no, no, it, it gets more and more wonderful. It gets more and more, there's nothing to play with. As we get into the, the last part of that book, whoo, <laughs> it is nothing to play with. It's like some of these little attitudes and little sneaky ways we got, man, you can't do that and walk in God's authority. Some of us sneaky. Show of hands if you got hands. <laughs> I just want <laughs> I don't see how many hands go up. Well, I have a little sneaky. <laughs> you know, yeah, some of us are sneaky, man. You can't be sneaky and walk in authority. God's watching. You know, playing the victim, uh, uh, having a, a fake panic attacks. You know, soon somebody about to bust you out with the truth. All of a sudden, you're sick. You don't feel well. That's sneaky, man. Stop that. Creating diversions, making up arguments. I know how to get out of this. I create an argument. You know, or pointing out what somebody else is doing. Man, that's sneaky, man. We got to stop that, right? I mess y'all up right here. It's cool. That's all. That's all. Prosperous rain. <laughs> Any thoughts? Anybody online have a thought? Anybody not? Well, I'm sorry. Anybody care to share? What it made you think about? How were you challenged? What is God pulling on you to do different? 